But here's what I need you to understand, and I pray you can receive right now, okay? 2,000 years later, this same good news is being brought to you now at a continent away, an ocean away, and again, 2,000 years, and here we are in this place at this time, whether you're in this room, whether you're in overflow, we are watching a live stream, here's what you gotta know, okay? And you can't get around this. God has made an appointment with you right now in this place, in your seat, on your lap, right now, in mind and heart, that you would be a recipient of this good news, maybe yet again. Merry Christmas from all of us here at Live in the Light. Hey, today is the day, and can we say from all of us here to all of you, wherever you may find yourself this morning, we do wish you a very Merry Christmas. Pastor Robbie's here with me right now, and Robbie, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, friend. It is a great day, and we are praying that it would be a day of joy and, again, perspective for all those who are dedicated listeners of Live in the Light. Thank you for your support throughout this year and for allowing this ministry to reach so many different people in different situations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Craig, it's um, it's obviously Christmas Day, and we, you know, annually here at Live in the Light, we take a little bit of time just to talk a little bit about maybe some of the things about Christmas that we love most. And so I've got a few categories for you, okay? So this yeah. is kind of like when I say the word, what do you think of, all right, stuff it's like completely that. completely unscripted. So, so unscripted, yes, this yeah, is for you right, right now. Okay. So I say favorite Christmas food, and you say? Favorite Christmas food is going to have to be turkey with cranberry sauce. How about you? Ooh, very nice. No, yeah. no, the, I get to ask the question. Oh, oh right I see. Right? Okay, it's yeah, one you way. You can go back All later, right, yeah. Okay. How about favorite Christmas uh, decoration? Favorite Christmas decoration. I mean, mistletoe? it has to be the tree. You have to. <laughs> no, not the mistletoe. Not anymore. Uh, it's going to have to be the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree, big time. That's yeah. really fair, yeah. yeah. Favorite Christmas song. But now I want both, like, let's say... Um, you know, a Christian church song and also song yeah. that is maybe, you know, more you hear yeah. the balls or something. Yeah, well, dedicated listeners will know that my favorite um, silly Christmas song is the classic, and I mean classic. D the D? Dominic the Donkey, the Italian Christmas donkey. Yes. Yeah, the, the whole premise behind that song is that Dominic is a unique kind of donkey that can actually navigate the hills of Italy, whereas a reindeer can't. So it's a really powerful uh, a song with absolutely no redeeming qualities whatsoever, <laughs> other than it's silly. But my favorite song for Christmas is what we do at our church when we close all the Christmas Eve services, which is O Holy Night. And, mm. and then, then we go to Silent Night, but I'm going to mm. go with O Holy Night. Yeah, that, yeah, really, really, really good choice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas outfit? Sweater? Favorite Christmas outfit or sweater? Yeah. No, I don't have that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I don't do the silly sweater stuff. That was a bit of a tough one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We want to send the impression here too, though. Just again, like we, we, we are praying that there'd be a sense of joy and laughter for you at Christmas. And not all of us right now are in the best of places, but we do ask that above all, all these things, the Lord would be drawing so near to you. And again, our appreciation that we get to be together in this way, again, in this very special day, remembering the incredible truths that are found 
um, in in the Word of God. And so we're really hoping to spread a message of joy today. That is going to be like actually the title of this message, and it's right out of the main Christmas story again with the shepherds and all that occurs. And so a story that hopefully you are very familiar with, but again, hopefully by God's Spirit, um, it'll be one that is so fresh to you and you can glean from today, maybe as a family or where you are and maybe the different things you're doing, but God would use it in all these categories. But again, let me just say from my heart and to yours, um, here at Living the Light, we love you, we are thankful for you, and we are praying that God's true richest blessings upon you. And again, the greatest blessing ever is Jesus Christ himself. I, I never, ever cease to be amazed at how his sufficiency is absolutely amazing and beautiful and supernatural. I don't need anything else when I have the Lord. So may he, may he personally draw so near. And then at the end of the day, we will be so satisfied. So bless you all. And uh, Craig, again, Merry Christmas to you too, buddy. It's great to do this with you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Luke chapter two, folks, is where we're heading to today. And again, from all of us, a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. And may the Lord, may the Lord bless you. May he sincerely and truly bless you. That's not some empty religious cliche that I'm saying that it's a true, sincere and um, genuine expectation today as well. You say, what expectation? Well, that the Lord would speak to you, that God Almighty would speak to you today, that he would personally um, interact with you and you would encounter him today. Because listen, he has some uh, very good news he wants to share with you today. We think about that good news, so needed. We live in a world of unceasing news. We live in a world of loud news and political news and often depressing news. And now, sadly, we're subject to fake news. So how about uh, some good news, all in favor of good news? And in fact, here today, with a little bit of faith today, I mean, the Bible says that faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. With a little bit of faith today, the news that you're about to receive could become the best news you've ever heard in your life. That's the reality of the good news that is shared at Christmas time regarding Jesus Christ, the Lord. We're looking at a couple of verses in the Bible today, Luke chapter two, if you wanna turn there, we will also be putting some of these verses on the screen for you so you can follow along uh, at ease right now. Luke chapter two, verse eight, familiar story. The shepherds and the angels, we sung about it, we'll sing about it again. Luke two, verse eight, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock um, by night. Now, now listen, when you um, are exposed to scripture, especially narrative, that's what this is. It's a narrative telling a story. It's so good to enter into the text. Like try to place yourself there because it makes it come alive. You're kind of asking questions. What, what, what would that have been like? So you're a shepherd, uh, a lowly shepherd, just doing your job. An ordinary night, you're out there, and this ordinary night would soon to become extraordinary. Uh, enter verse nine. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Hello. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. What does that look like to you? And the glory of the Lord shone around them. That looks like to me, uh, one word, awesome. That's awesome. And they were filled with great fear. Now I give the shepherds a pass, all right? I give them a pass because I think I'd be a little bit afraid as well. Maybe you're tougher than I am, but I think I'd be afraid not knowing what's happening. And notice these are verses on the screen for you. Verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not, easy for you to say angel, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Why? Here's why. For unto you, unto you, unto you, it's born this day in the city of David 
Three things, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And then we see in verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude, more than you can count is what it means here, of the heavenly hosts praising God saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So what we're gonna do is initially and primarily, we're gonna focus on really one verse here in our brief time together. And I wonder if you think that one verse from God's word can change your life. Well, don't say that I didn't warn you. And I wanna put up that verse here again because I want you to see it with more clarity. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you, I bring you three things, good news, that will be of great joy, that will be for all the people. So notice, three short life-changing phrases that we're gonna unpack together right now. The first phrase is this, it is good news. So the angel begins with, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. I love that. I bring to you, the angel says, I bring you shepherds, good news. Now let's pause for a second to understand the context of human history and to understand the context of the Bible, okay? Verse 10 right now is the greatest news in human history. This is the greatest news ever brought to humanity. It's really wise to pay attention because of that. And by the way, don't miss this fact. This news specifically brought to the shepherds 2,000 years ago, okay? That's pretty awesome. Shepherds were there and God decided to open up the heavens. The angels came and they had a message for the shepherds specifically. But here's what I need you to understand and I pray you can receive right now, okay? 2,000 years later, this same good news is being brought to you now at a continent away, an ocean away, and again, 2,000 years, and here we are in this place at this time, whether you're in this room, whether you're in overflow, whether you're watching a live stream, here's what you gotta know, okay? And you can't get around this. God has made an appointment with you right now in this place, in your seat, on your lap right now in mind and heart that you would be a recipient of this good news, maybe yet again and yet you've never received it. But again, here you are, and God has loved you and graced you that he is speaking to you personally right now. I want you to feel that. I want you, Christmas is personal. Not for the person, not thinking the person beside you right now, the person you wish was here. You are here. And God Almighty, the God who made the heaven, that awesome video we saw, the God of all glory, he is speaking to you right now, you. Some of you are like, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even want to be here right now. And yet you are. So you might as well make a count. The Lord Almighty has graced you and loved you and he's speaking to you. He's brought you good news of great joy. Inescapable, undeniable, irrefutable, wonderful. Wonderful, the message of the Christmas story that's humbling to us and can be awesome if we see it with a little bit of faith. In verse 10, the angel says, fear not for behold, that word behold is so appropriate. Um, it's the angel and then of course the Holy Spirit who wrote these words down, really saying behold, um, behold means, hey, you look. Hey, you wake up. Hey, you perceive. Hey, you listen. In fact, there's real urgency with this verb behold, which means like, hey, behold, um, don't delay. 
Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait to come back next Christmas. It's like right now, right now. Right, you, you, behold, you gotta pay attention. You gotta hear the good news that's coming for you right now to produce in you great joy, to save your life from yourself. Again, I want us to feel the personal expectation. You know, our world is, it's a crazy place, man. It's so busy, so chaotic. We're always rushing everywhere. We're always frantically trying to do so much. I this, all these smartphones, the technology is only making it worse, it seems. And we're constantly, because I, I see it, I see it in my own life, I see it all around me. We're always rushing to the next activity, driving the kids to the next thing. We're trying to get to the next appointment, trying to work like crazy, do this and all that. And they're like, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out. Why are we so crazy? What are we doing this for? And tell you right now, right now, by the appointment of God, there's a chance to take a time out from this world, man, the craziness out there. And just be like, wait, wait, stop, 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 shh. Stop. Be still. And just consider some of the major and most important questions in life. You know, as a pastor over 20 years now, um, I've sat by many, many hospital beds of people entering from this life to the next, people facing death. There's been so many people I have watched and it's incredible for me. It's such a moment of perspective. I watched them start to summarize their entire existence. It's amazing to me that they kind of look back and they start to consider and say, what have I done with my life? Why did I do the things that I did? Why was I so preoccupied with that, which I thought was so urgent, but now I'm lying on my death, but all of a sudden it has no meaning. It's, it's a powerful place of perspective. What people start to value all of a sudden and they start to ponder really everything. I'm telling you right now, like, so if you get to do this, man, like, like the blessing here, even here right now together, the blessing of stopping, being still and considering again, the greatest news ever given to humanity. The angel says, I, I, I bring you good news. Now we have to understand this good news. All of human history hinges on this moment. And you're like, really? Like, really? Like, I'm not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole. Like, literally, this is the turning point of history. I mean, the fact that it's 2018 is because it's 2018 years after AD, Anno Domini, the year of the Lord. And before Christ's birth is BC. You can't argue that. It's just the fact people hate that. It drives them crazy. So they try to change the definitions. But the reality is the only person ever born that time has been framed upon that the whole world recognizes is the birth of Jesus Christ. I mean, just makes you stop and go, that's interesting. Why would that be the case? Maybe because the greatest news ever that God sent his son to be born and he wanted to make a point. So he based time on that fact. I mean, I just think, the longer I think about that, I'm just like, man, that's, that's a tough one to kind of explain away. That's how awesome Jesus is. This is the impact he lived. By far, the most influential person to have ever lived. Second place isn't even close. He has been changing lives ever since he came and he continues to do it today, right now, right now, right now, across this world, transforming people from death to life in miraculous ways all over the globe because it's good news that leads to great joy. He said, well, well, well he, he came, but why, 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 was, why did God send his son? Because we were enchained in our own sin. Because we were imprisoned 
in our sin because we were held captive by death and we can't, we can't find a way out. We try all the time, but humans can't do it. So Christmas becomes a, a, a rescue plan for humanity. Christmas is a light of hope in an otherwise dark world. I mean, even as the, the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds, that's one of those DVDs I'm gonna put in heaven. I guess we don't use DVDs too much anymore, but you know what I mean? I'm gonna watch that now. That was the glory of the Lord shone around them. And listen, because it's like a metaphor of the light of the world that's shining in the dark. The light and darkness are massive metaphors in scripture. That's why Jesus said this, John 12, verse 46. I'll just quote it for you. He said this, Jesus says, who's this for right now? I came into the world as light. I came into the world as light with the purpose of so that, ready, ready? Whoever believes in me, believes. Notice, whoever doesn't do, whoever does good works. No, 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 the Bible doesn't teach that. You don't, you don't do good works and gain entrance into heaven because you'll never be good enough. Whoever believes in me, he says, ready, ready, will not remain in darkness. Wow, that's so interesting. I came into the light, I came into the world as light that whoever believes in me, believes in me, will not remain in darkness. What Jesus is saying is, apart from him, we're in darkness. You say, what kind of darkness? Well, just think of the darkness in the room right now. Think of those who are in absolute bondage to pornographic lust right now. Think of that lust that is ruining lives and causing marriages to be broken down and causing uh, uh, dads and children to be split apart and causing unfaithfulness and hurt and devastation and causing men to go live a double life. That's just one example of darkness, not to mention the addiction in the room. The addiction that is stripping people of all morality and causing the hollowed out from the inside out. What about the scene of hurt, unforgiveness, bitterness, relational strife, the darkness again of lies, the darkness of depression, the darkness of suicide growing at an all-time rate, the darkness of evil, the darkness of violence, the darkness of deceit, the darkness of cheating, the darkness of again, again, lying to one another, the darkness that is so prevalent in our day. Jesus says, that's why I came. I came as light within the darkness. Listen, Jesus says, listen, Jesus says, whoever believes in me, right? Will no longer walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's a massive theme within Christmas, within the story of the Bible. That's why it's such good news. No wonder then the angel says, man, I bring you good news. The angel's saying, listen, for those without hope, I bring you a message of hope. For those who are lost, some right now you're lost. Just one, one thing to the next. Why, 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 why? You can't give an answer. I'm, I'm telling you, just wisdom says, wisdom says, don't wait to your deathbed to all of a sudden say, wait a second, what am I trying to do with my life? Don't do that. You have the opportunity to not do that right now. The angel says to those who are lost, I bring you God's map for life and purpose. Your very reason for your existence is found in the good news of Jesus Christ. For those who are miserable in their sin, and they keep trying to satisfy themselves with more sin, but it makes them more empty and they just, they're so discouraged and depressed. God says, I bring you a message of joy that overcomes that. Here's a big one. For those who are filled with shame. And you go, you go up and down the aisles right now and the, and the amount of shame in the room, the amount of consciences that just will not let them go, the amount of regret that is there. Listen, the Christmas message is a message of grace and listen, and forgiveness. 
Jesus came as light that you and I might be cleansed of every sin we've ever committed, past, present, and future. Every single one. Jesus came to die for us because we could not save ourselves. That's why there's so much good news at Christmas. He's come. The Savior of the world has arrived who will save us from ourselves. Notice within the Christmas story, and this is so key, the angels appear to shepherds. Shepherds again. The bottom of the totem pole the lowest of the low, despised by society. No one wanted that job. Why would God appear to show? Why not to the kings of the land? Because one of the realities of this good news, it is most often received by those who know they need him. You see, the proud, they don't need anyone because they think they're it. The arrogant, well, they think they're God themselves. That's most of our society right now. But God has over and over, he appeared, Mary and Joseph, they were basically peasants from Nazareth. Like no one wanted to live in Nazareth. They're born in Bethlehem, this like nothing town. They're a bunch of people. There's, there's, there's no big procession. There's no major announcement on, on the news feeds. There's no kings and queens that are there. It's just this humble beginning born in a feeding trough because God works with those who admit they need him. He opposes the proud. The Bible says he gives grace to the humble. Christmas story, man, is a symbol and a metaphor that when you and I can admit our need for a savior, that's when the Lord comes in with his love in such a powerful way. And who needs to hear that right now? And the Christmas story, I mean, the Christmas story, it's good news is the answer to fear. The shepherds, they were filled with fear. Again, understandably, one of the first commands, the angel says, but fear not, fear not. Question, are you, are you fearful? Are you fearful right now? Well, the answer for almost every single person here is, yeah, big time. We've never been more fearful. Fearful of the past, fearful of the present, fearful of the future, and everything in between. Everything makes us afraid these days. Trying to control our life because we're so, so fearful, we clamp on with more control. And because we know we can't ultimately control our lives, it makes us even more fearful. And the anxiety and the stress. The Christmas message is such good news because it is the solution to ultimate fear. Are you, are you fearful? I want you to notice something in one of the most famous Christmas television shows ever. And obviously you should know that is the Charlie Brown Christmas show. And in the Charlie Brown Christmas show, Charlie Brown's exasperated. And he goes, anyone know the meaning of Christmas? And Mr. Security Blanket himself, Linus, Linus steps up to the plate because Linus was a great preacher, all right? So he says, I'll tell you what it's about. As Linus brings it and throws it down, it's interesting, you know, Mr. Security Blanket, as I said, Linus, have you ever seen him without his blanket? You know, Charles Schultz, who wrote this, and just whether his intention, it's pretty awesome though. The only time I've ever seen Linus without his blanket is that clip right there. It's the moment when he says, fear not. You know, I think of like these security, I got one of these child security blankets and, you know, but so many adults have these too, right? Like, not like this but our security blankets of what? Just trying to control, just trying, we're so fearful for our reputation. We're so insecure. Our society is so insecure. Insecure about reputation, as I said, insecure about our finances, insecure about our relationships, insecure about our future, insecure about our jobs, insecure about our identity, insecure, insecure. It's amazing how rampant insecurity is and we keep, keep trying to make up for it by holding on to things that ultimately will never last. The message that is said is Linus, Again, Mr. Security Blanket, at the moment he says the gospel, the good news, the moment he starts to preach and indicate the reality of his hope and life and the reality of the Christmas story, he says, fear not. He says, fear not. 
And then the blanket is released because at that moment, again, why would you fear when you understand the power of the Christmas story that the Savior of the world has come, that has come to be living and die for your sins, be raised from the dead, that in the end, you don't even have to fear death itself. Love is he, he got issue. The Christmas story is death has been defeated by the Savior that was sent to die for you and me. That becomes so, so powerful. So that's why you have a genuine person who follows Jesus Christ. You look death in the face and you're like, I'm not afraid because death has no sting. In fact, death becomes the entranceway to life. Death is the number one fear of our world because people don't have answers. They don't have the good news. But here's the good news. The greatest source to conquer fear because you know why you exist, who you belong to, God Almighty, and where you're going, heaven. I read this morning in my readings, Jesus says, believe in me, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Why? If I go to heaven, I go to prepare a place for you. Again, a place in heaven. And I will come back and bring you to myself. For where I'm going, you will be also. I'm reading that this morning and I'm like, yes! Jesus has saved me. He's coming back for me. He has a spot for me in heaven. I cannot lose. I'm with him. That's good news. And I start to feel some joy and fear dissipates. The power of living for someone greater than yourself. The Lord Jesus Christ, the good news. Listen, listen, ready? It's brought to you. Hey, make it personal right now, right now. It's brought to you right now. What are you gonna do about it? No accidents right now, man. It's brought to you right now. God's speaking to you. Why? You see, why would God speak to you? Because he loves you cares for more than you can ever imagine. Bible says that God wishes that none should perish, but all should receive everlasting life. He loves you. That's why he has you here right now. That's why you're listening on live stream. That's why you're over for listening. He loves you so much and he's speaking to you. You know, one of the things I wanted to realize, we talk about this good news. A lot of people will say, ah, oh, this good news, it's actually fake news. And they try to trash Jesus and the Bible and whatnot. But just, just, just be wise enough again. Now, pride will only listen to what you want to listen to. But just if you're objective enough to look at all the people who say God is dead and all the people that start saying the Bible is going to fade away, all the people that say the church is dead, it's amazing to me. Those people die and Jesus Christ keeps going. Like over all the years, I mean, you know, I love the saying with the Bible. The saying is this, the Bible will always um, rise up to outlive its pallbearers, right? So all the people that are to the Bible, like, and they try to bury it and they die. And the Bible's like, here we go. And it keeps going. I mean, it's just a fact. You look on history, so many people have predicted the demise of God. And yet God is absolutely radically changing lives across the world. Fastest growing church in the world, China. Millions of people come into faith. Multiple times, the whole population of Canada saved it, and the, and the whole government in China is hell-bent to destroy them, and yet they've never been flourishing more. Why? Because God's on his throne. He's building his church. He sent his son to save, and those who know they need him, they find him, and their lives are changed by him. See, because he's real. The media will never tell you that. We're trying to tell you that today just to get our perspective bigger to say, man, this is good news being brought to you, to you. Make it personal today. And the good news is that the son of God has arrived. Question, have you received this good news? Now, now know this, man. The second part of this message is good news will always lead to great joy. The good news here will always lead to great joy. Now, why, why would it lead to great joy? Well, because... What, what, what Christmas, the message Christmas was sending was a spiritual darkness, you're about to be destroyed. Uh, Satan, your head's about to be crushed. Uh, peace with God is about to be available to everyone. 
Um, freedom is about to be proclaimed to those who are in this, the prison of sin. Um, God is about to be accessed freely by anyone with faith. The kingdom of God, when, 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 when Jesus came, the kingdom of God was now on earth. Salvation was now present. And then this, um, the sting of death was about to be put to death. So when you kind of sit back and you look at the Christmas story, the good news, you're like, ah, that's a lot of good news. And that's what, re- that's what results in great joy. This is, this is where the joy comes from. See, it's recognizing the magnitude of this Christmas story. Now, I, I love Christmas carols, and I, I, especially ones with like solid truth in them. And I came across a Christmas carol this week I've never seen before, uh, maybe because it was written in the late 1500s, but it's still sung today as, as I found out, but I'm gonna put it on the screen for you. Um, the title is this, this Little Babe, So A Few Days Old. It's got some old English, but I'll explain it to you. So it says this, this is awesome. This little babe, so a few days old, is come to rifle. That, that means ransack, ransack Satan's fold. I love this line. All hell does at his presence quake, though he himself for cold does shake. You see, see, um, um, the Son of God comes in the ultimate form of humility, this little baby in a feeding trough surrounded by animals. I mean, who would be afraid of that? Um, um, the spiritual realm, darkness would be terrified of that because they know who he is. If you'd like to hear this message again or the rest of the messages from this series, you can find these free resources and more on our website at liveinthelight.ca. That's liveinthelight.ca. If you'd like to get a copy of the entire series, make sure you phone us at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. I'm Craig Turnbull, and on behalf of Robbie Simons, we invite you to join us again next time on Live in the Light. I wanna be in the light as you are in the light.